A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everton game, 2-0 down. Goodison. I do, yeah. Yeah, because the thing about the Everton game at Goodison was either like Ding Dong with me and little Mike, winger, little right winger. Mark Ward. Mark Ward. So me and him for most of the game, we just go in head to head, like, you know, but then I remember I remember the game at Burnden because I scored the goal that got us the draw. You don't mention them, do you? You don't mention See, the goals very often, do you? I've got stuff here about what Stato. John, John <laughs> have a look at the paper and ask some questions. Stato. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know what? Are you ready? I'll hold my hand up. I did not know. And I'm going to go back and even my memory's going. I didn't even know to a replay. I thought that was a game. No. No, we drew one. Put it one apiece on. One apiece. Might as well be honest. I I thought it was just one game at Anfield. Uh, At Goodison. 2 0 down. Yeah. At at Goodison. Uh, Again, fantastic support. Bring Mm. that goal. We had a phenomenal support that night. 2 0 down at half time. Second half, we get back in it. Uh, I got one Stubbsy at a bell Stubbsy Stubbsy yeah I'm glad Stubbsy scored against his team that's his team celebrated as well didn't he but uh, the winner from Coyley quick feet danced through yeah switched it onto his left foot little side foot into the corner quality class he could do that Coyley couldn't he could do it every day of the week couldn't he oh yeah Yeah. unbelievable yeah annoying bugger like but bloody hell like well, you're, good, you're saying annoying, right? Oh, in a funny way. I don't life mean, and soul with a dressing room, yeah. he? I mean, it's like, you know, I was going to say, when Liam mentioned the players that came in at the start of that season, yeah. it kind of lit the dressing room up. Yeah. You know, characters that came in. Yeah. And there was nobody more bigger character than, than Owen, but no. like to mix you in that as well. Yeah. Strongest man in the world, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, beast mix What a nice fella, but you didn't want to mess with him, did you? Oh. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> you want a golfer. Yeah. Did us like a kipper. Did he? He's a player, is he? By the way, oh. is he? That'd be a good four ball. Paddy left-hander, me left-hander, Mixer left-hander. Is he? Yeah. I never knew that, mate. Fucking Tell him what he did. All right, man. We went to his course in Scotland, Burt Island. We did the podcast first because it was raining. Went out. I'm not playing for a bit. No, I'll play same off you. Same sure? off you, John. 14. Seven holes. Crappy conditions. Drop one shot. 
Did he? Comments. Bloody hell, what's Mixie doing on 15? He's a member at my club on 5.6. No. <laughs> Who's going to argue with him, Paddy? Scandalous. Are you going to argue with him? No, no, mate. <laughs> oh, the big man was good. Uh, yeah, he was really good. And then, but he was, you know, I mean, again, you know, probably him and Owen would have played more games for another team. Guaranteed. Yeah, and and scored tons of more goals probably yeah. for for another team, and but that just showed you where we were at that time. Yeah, yeah, you did, mate. I mean, the quality of our link team, you know, it was like you say. I mean, for, for the goals, I mean, knowing like and, and Mixu, they'd have got like you and Andy's used to get what thirty on, it thirty on a season between something like that. You had they'd have got probably the same one they playing together yeah. all season. They were they were a good. I mean, I always remember like going back to what we talked about earlier about crossing and what have you. And like when Bruce used to say to me, just hit Daniels at back post, and you could jump and edit, but Mixu, if he's at back post, you know he's coming back in box, and you just go, oh, cheers, Mixu, oh, cheers, Mixu. And that's that's how we used to play. So you beat Everton. Yes. What a game against Aston Villa. Is that where Stubbs are here? An absolute rocket. Free kick, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 35 yards, bottom corner. Yeah, it was. I think I watched that one on bench, to be fair. I think we'd, um, that's the games when we saw it's in and out and what have you. That's, so that's when I watched from the bench. But again, what a result. And that was indirect, a little touch and a strike, weren't it? Were it direct? I can't remember. It was I think it was just but a bullet. It found, it found it the bottom corner. Uh, yeah. I think he just went up and hit it, to be fair. Really? Yeah. And it was on a pudding of a pitch Yeah. that day. There wasn't a lot of football played in that game that day. No, it, weren't you know, it wasn't a great bit. spectacle, but mm. we managed to, to get yeah. the result. Tremendous, eh? I think that was the first time I came across Paul McGrath. Paul. For, for Villa. What a nice fan. He was just brilliant. Oh. I thought he was just out as a player. Yeah. I thought, man. Did he have you in pocket? Probably, yeah. Probably still in it. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah, brings us up to a, a different one here now. So you're beating all these people. I think it were like quarterfinals at FA Cup. Mm -hmm. We drilled them in our league, lower positioning us. Giant really? killer. No, yeah. they, no they, they, were, they were Premier League. league. Was that? Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, but they were down at the bottom though, weren't they? Yeah, but they weren't in the same league as us. They were still Premier League. What are we going to chuck it then? <laughs> but the in giant the... killers rub the way around because we were favourites then. Exactly. That yeah. was the first probably cup tie, let's say big cup tie that we yeah. had. Yeah. That we were actually favoured. Yeah. And people we thought we would we would get the result. So right. I don't know whether that played a factor into us, but on on the day I remember we didn't play that well. We didn't, but we, we, we still had a few chances, didn't we? Yeah. You know what I mean? We still could have won it, I think, on the day. Mm. Beckford. Next question. Well, you asked. I'm going to bring up, so you passed it to Beckford. Well, no, I didn't. It was a header. It was well, it not a header. You went to clear it and it dropped at his feet. No, no. No? No, no, it, it's, no it, I, I, this, so a little story behind this is me and my mate, Steve from Doll and Eggy, best mate for lives, me and Eggy. We were going out... In Bolton, after with girls after Oldham game, we thought let's have a few good for the change. At the same time, Blackburn used to be a right good night out back then, but we thought we'll go Bolton for the change. So, game starts as you know, into game. One of their lads cross it towards your back post. It finds itself on edge of box at my feet, and I and I'm looking here out corner of my eye. I see Jimmy Phillips. I'm getting a bit of pressure on me, so I'm thinking if I knock it sideways to Jimmy, Jimmy can clear it. But I didn't realise, for whatever reason, Jimmy's gone. I've hit the ball inside there, straight to, to Beckford's feet. Beckford's gone and scored. 
So I was gutted. My fault, 100%. But then Bruce took me off. He took me off. In five minutes, he took me off. Why he took me off, I don't know. Because whether things I were going to lose me head or something, I don't know. But he took me off. And I always remember Martin Tyler walking out after the game because he, 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 he did the commentary. And uh, he came up to us in Martin. He said to us, why did he take you off? He said, I know you made a mistake, but you were having a good game. And you were on top at the time. The team were on top. He said, I can't understand why he took you off. So I got on the phone to my mate and I said to him, we're not going out in Bolton tonight. We're going out in Blackburn because I've dropped a bollock and I don't think it's right to go out in town. I might get a little bit of stick like, you know. So I went out in Blackburn. We sat in the boozer in Blackburn, caught Ribblesdale, half ten at night, match at days on. I looks up, a lot of lads are watching, just Blackburn lads watching telly. Shows me knocking it sideways to Beckford. Turn down to me, these lads, you give me some stick, as we should get on to fucking Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from it, can no. you? But yeah, it was a mistake. But the reason why I mentioned about Everton before is that was me comeback about me equaliser against Everton that got us to Goodison and beat them. My comeback would always... Do you not remember equaliser the scores against Everton that got us to... Sorry, I didn't. Goodison. No, we weren't bringing it up, Mark. You brought it up. <laughs> but many... I've, I got a lot of letters, actually, after that. Good letters. Of support. No, I got caned a lot. Yeah? I got some... You know, I got a few. Not under, just a few. You know, you fucking idiot, what were you doing? And then I got one, a nice one, that said, listen, keep your head up and what have mm. you. But then, whatever have been... All my life since, up until probably, I went into a timber shop about 18 months ago to pick some timber up for a job I do. In Blackburn, fella's gone to us. All right, Paddy. Big Bowton found me. He's about 60, had this fella. Big Bowton found me. Did you ever get over that Odom game when you fucked up for a goal? <laughs> Not about you, Clyde, then. <laughs> Are you sure, mate? What the... it's just part and parcel, isn't it? Bruce taking you off in that game. Did that affect your relationship with him? Um, no, not really. I think I I never got close to Bruce anyway. You know, what I mean, I don't think anybody did. Nobody did, really. No, no, I suppose they did, did they? Nobody got close to Bruce, but <laughs> apart from his love child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Barry, don't play up to the Campbells. That's what he wants you to do. Yeah, I know, mate. But no, I, I mean, like I say. Bruce were tough. I mean, I remember when we signed Jason McAtee, and I know Jason's told this story on his whatever podcast or what have you. I mean, Jason were, he, he come from from Marine and his first two or three training sessions, in one of the sessions, he's banged it through my legs. And I thought, that's a lack of respect. If I did that when I were a teenager at Blackburn, I'd have got a clip. You know, when I say clip, I'd have, next tackle would have been one of them. So, up next tackle would be one of them. So, I clobbered, clobbered him and... Um, Bruce put me to one side and he said, I'll put my fucking boots on, son. I'll do the same to you if you do that again. And that's what he was like, Bruce. In fact, he did put his boots on and he fucking smashed me. <laughs> did he? He actually put his boots on. remember, did that? Do you remember when he did Oni as well? Coyley's put his boots on and he, he did Oni. Did he? Fuck yeah. Did him a couple of times. Did he? In the same. He got a bit cheeky sometimes when he did Oni, didn't he? He took pieces out of Bruce, he didn't like it. No. Was it one of the best dressing rooms you've been in, Bolton? Characters. Character. We all did different things because obviously some of the lads lived local, some lived a little bit far away. I mean, I used, I mean, at the time I was married with kids, so I, I couldn't go out on session with lads. My thing was get home, play golf, and then with family. A lot of lads stayed local. They went up to snooker hall, had a bet and what have you. But that changing room had a bit of everything. 
I can't remember anybody falling out with each other. No. I can't remember anybody squaring up to each other. Not really. And I mean, I remember again. We're going back to Blackburn when I was well. All my time I was there with Bobby Saxton. There were always a, a, a standoff every every week. There were a standoff at those fisticuffs, and if it didn't happen, you know, Bobby used to say, "What's going on here, lads? You know, getting a bit soft." Went to Berry, Sam and Walshy. Thursday, shin pad day. Fucking pick team on Thursday. You put your shin pads on, you had a game. Ian Greaves used to sit on side. Greaves would come for a bit. And Greaves used to go, hey, hey. <clears throat> and that with Greaves like on Thursday. Shin pad day. Shin pad day. So that's Thursday. full throttle then, isn't it? Oh, that was Three it. days before the match. Yeah. And then he'd pick his team. So, and you have a fallout and what have you. But at, at Bolton, it was different. Doing none of that. Because I don't think Bruce would have had that. You know, um, he, he was that man. He run everything, didn't he, Bruce? Yeah. So, but yeah, but it was all parts and parcel of it. So a great characters, good banter, and lads who did their own things after training. Highlight of Premiership, beating Blackburn at Burnden. No. Liverpool, penalty? Um, I, I, not really, no. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't have any individual highlights of any, any game. I think I played first 12 or 13 games, something like that. Went down to... Um, Wimbledon first game, I think, of that season. Did we get beat 3-2? Or... I can't remember I what we so. did, yeah. Um, I, I had a good game. I thought to myself, you know, well, I can cope. And then we played Newcastle at home, got beat 3-1. And then I went, well, I'm not fucking good enough. <laughs> the Ferdinand as well, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Were it 3-1? Yeah, but it, it, it was a... Ginola, Ferdinand. Ginola, I mean, they had some team. Ferdinand, oh, Kevin Keegan, manager. Awesome. It was like it was. Yeah. They were just good to watch. Oh, you know, brilliant! Oh, they, the battles, didn't they? Three-one. Yeah. Honestly, even yeah. I was watching. No compl- you had no complaints. No, none at all. No. I mean, for, like I said, for me personally, when you know, I, I got I got me twelve or fourteen games in whatever. I played in Premier League. Um, I was absolutely delighted to do so. I can always say I played in Premier League. It was fantastic. So the Sheffield United move is a. A bit quirky, isn't it? Because you were sorting your transfer out in one part of this hotel and the next part, was it Nathan Blake sorting his transfer for like a swap again? Yeah. About well, fee for Nathan? It, yeah, it was. My very last kick for Bolton was a missed penalty against Norwich City on a, on a Tuesday night. Um, Sasa Churchic... Oh, we talk great, about him. Well, he was a great hell. player going forward. <laughs> But he was like having I mean, 10 men be defensively, but that's by the by, he was a great player, but he was a bit of a liability at times. He had a penalty to to win and he missed it. I had a penalty to keep us in it. And Bringham went down right away and saved it. That was on Tuesday. On the Thursday, Toddy pulled me in and Roy uh, McFarland and said, Listen, we need a centre forward. Nathan Blake, Chef United. Howard Kendall wants you to go up there. At the time, they were sort of third from bottom at championship. He said he wants you to go up there and, and help him pull them out of the mire that they're in. Well, I knew I, I would from years ago, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't anticipate because I knew I was going to get a game down at Wanderers. So he said, we'll pay you what we owe you like, you know. So I went up and met Howard to put Wakefield in this hotel. Howard turned up with John Bailey and Viv Busby and the chairman. And we sat down. Nice to see you again, Paddy. Bales, I remember Bales as a kid when I was there at Rovers, um, and Viv Busby, who were also at Rovers when I was a kid. And we started talking, and then I heard this voice. And I turned around, and it were bloody, um, it were going, I oh, Greaves with bloody chairman of um, 
uh, with um, manager and sorting their deal out, going the other way. And I was like, that's a bit naughty, isn't it? Putting us both in the same hotel in the same hotel. It's Todd, wasn't it? And McFarlane. Todd and Roy, yeah. I thought, what's all that about? The only thing I could think of is if anything went to it, so they could sort it out there and then, yeah. face to face. Yeah. But when I would turn around to me and he offered what he offered me and, um, you know, and, and me playing with Howard Kendall again, Howard Kendall's gone to Sheffield United, who had just been bought out by a fellow called Mike McDonald from Manchester. Um, I knew they were going to be investing into the club. And I thought, well, and I love playing for Howard Kendall. He's a legend anyway. And I didn't anticipate. Didn't and going to a big club as well. Massive club. club. Yeah, yeah, really were. And it, it, it was sort of, for me, it was brilliant. I, we used to commute every day. I used to get on train to Bolton, um, through to Stockport, I think, then over to Sheffield. But myself, Michael Vonk, David White, and Lee Sanford used to come in from Stokeside. So we used to get on train together and we used to travel across and we had, we had a belting time. Good crack. Oh, a great crack, yeah. And what a great, great manager. Great story about an FA Cup game, what was nearly on and off, wasn't there? <laughs> well, this is this is the quality of players who were signing. He signed Gordon Cowens. Gordon had about 37 then. So me and Sid, I, I didn't know him till then, but we sort of hit it off straight away. Um, we were playing against Aston Villa on a Sunday. I think it's four o'clock kickoff, maybe, something like that. Live game on telly. So we arranged to meet down at the ground on the Saturday for a bit of pre-game warm up set pieces and then into the hotel game on a Sunday but the snow was that bad in Sheffield it would have, it would probably must have been about 6-8 inches deep or everywhere the last from out of town managed to get in Gordon Cowens Whitey Vonke myself uh, Hutchinson was staying in a hotel in, in Sheffield anyway Don Hutch so we did a bit of a tennis because no one else turned up and then we went to hotel myself Whitey and, and Sid Cowens Whitey shot off after a couple of pints, so me and C just sat there talking, having the crack, and before you know it, we're about nine pints deep. And game's off, so we got a couple of shorts and what have you. Game's off because it's still snowing, is it? It's still coming oh, down? Oh, it's still snowing, so with me, game's off, we've decided it's off, me and Sid. You've called it, though. Oh, yeah, we yeah. called it off on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> it was Saturday evening now, you know what I mean? It was like, no chance it's going to be on. So a couple of cigars, because I'm not saying anything out of line here, but... We, we like a little smart, you know, me more so than Sid probably. So anyway, we crashes out. We get up Sunday morning, opens window. Yeah, there's still snow payments. Gordon's in bathroom, getting himself all cleaned up and what have you. Match your day comes on Des Lynham. Um, whatever, I can't remember what programme it was, but Des Lynham saying, listen, don't miss this game this afternoon. Aston Villa, Sheffield United, Against, against, sorry, against the resurgent Sheffield United and Gordon Cowan's ex Aston Villa superstar playing now for Sheffield United. Game's on. I've got a sheltered sitting bathroom. Sid, we've got a fucking problem, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the game's on. You went, you're fucking joking. Oh. So straight away, your professionalism kicks in. Pint of water. Another pint of water. Boom, boom, boom. We're meeting in our hotel. For, for pre-match. So we, we've gone downstairs, so me and Sid are downstairs. We're all right, to be fair. You know, it's not first time we've had a session and what have you, but not before a big game. So we've had a few drinks and we're okay. And, we, and then there's no signs of Hutch. Don Hutchinson has not turned in. So he's staying in, I think it was swallowed out corny. So we've sent the taxi out for him, got him in. 
he's walked in, he's greeting his hutch. And I, I don't know to this day, oh, I've, um, I, I missed a bit out here. So, sorry, oh, it's just come and met us in the hotel the previous day. When you were having a couple of scoops. When we were having a few pints. I, I, I beg your pardon, I forgot about this. And uh, he comes in, he looks at us, and he's just going, what are you all right, boys? What have you been drinking? We've about five or six pints. Wait, six double vermouths. And we've gone, what's a vermouth? Is it Cinzano? It's like a shot or something. Yeah, it's a shot. Yeah. But he got six doubles. The catch up. He just went bang, 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 fucking bang, bang, boom. Pints of lager. And before you know it, he's, he's, he's gone into um toilet with three swing doors. He's come back out. And this is about probably four o'clock in the afternoon, this. And he slid on his knees under this table where there's a couple having a meal. And this couple looked at him and, and oh, she was going, I don't know what he said, but they stood up and walked out. But on the way out, he's picked a bread bun up as such and he's hit this fellow on back at head from 20 yards. Fucking bang. Fucking blows turn around. He's gone, I know who you are. We've got, oh, come here, sit down. We've got him a taxi, sent him back to the swallow. Me and Sid cracked on. So that happened the following day. We get to the game, we sat down, I was named his team. Paddy, uh, Paddy and Sid, middle at Park, Utch up top, Whitey, right hand side. No problem. Utch is sat there like that in changing room, still green. So we've gone to him, Utch, just get out there and run around. Yeah, I'll be right. Ten minutes into the game, I don't think he's run more than about 200 yards. He's missed the header. It, it was a good effort, actually. It was a good header. He missed it. But he weren't, he weren't getting him behind. He weren't being himself. So we've gone to him, Utch, you need to start moving, mate. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we're going to get found out. Half time comes, Howard's gone, oh, go and get a shower, come and see me tomorrow, Monday, and tell me why you're playing like you've been on pace. So straight away, me and Sid Cowan's have gone, he was pricked up. Tell me why you look like you've been playing like you've been pissed like. So we've got through games. Sid got carried off after about 65 minutes. He got a cut on his leg. So he's left me on pitch on me. Oh, I've gone to him. Cheers, partner. He's gone off. Monday morning, we comes in. Howard pulls in. Oh, Utch comes in, he went, Gaffer wants to see us. Me, Sid, Utch, Whitey, we're on 80, gone. So we went in, I said to the lads, let me do talking. I've known him since I was a kid, like, you know, I might get away with some of you. Right, Paddy, what did you do on Saturday? I said, well, Gaffer, we thought game we were going to be off, like. So we just went and had a few pints. He said, what do you mean a few pints? Well, three, four pints. He went, out on a sec. He pulled this piece of paper out of his desk. It went Bible. It turned out there were, I think there was some 10, 11 pints of lager, 10, 11 pints of Guinness, um, two or three shorts. And he says, what the fuck's of the mouth? It's <laughs> <laughs> exact words. I'll never forget as long as I live. He looked at Utch and he went, what the fuck is of the mouth? And Utch were like that. We were sliding down. We were nearly laughing. And bear in mind, we were still in shit a bit. We hadn't got out of the danger zone. And this is the greatness of the man. He said, I'm not going to find you. He said, I'm going to find you once you three have got us into a safe position. And then we'll decide what I'm going to find you. So we went on a run. We finished, I think, ninth that, that season. And about three or four games to go, I pulled us in three of us. We went, right, lads, 350 quid a piece. Um, we're going up to, to Norton at top of... To, Top of Hill on Wednesday, you were paying for it, the lot of us. So I went up to Norton, all the lads got pissed for nothing. 
and I, I was sat there. When you went into his room, to dining table, all plates were set out for a meal. There were a cigar next to everybody's plate. If you didn't want it, you didn't have to have it. Everyone had to stand up and tell a story from the past. And it was the best day ever. Wow. Amazing. What a man. And then it all went tits up at the end of it because Dougie Oyson kicked Simon Tracy's head in. <laughs> Big centre half beat a goalkeeper up. <laughs> Always come down. He went, Paddy, what's happening? I said, just a bit of banter after it's one of them things like, when I only didn't get on with it. What happened was... Old school, innit? Yeah, Dougie's big centre-half. He'd been a bit daft with knives and forks. Throwing it at us. And anyway, long story short, Trace got up, tried to stop him. It went a little bit, tits up and ended up in bloody tears, like, you know. But going back to what I said about Howard, that is that is the man. Yeah. That's why he was such a great person. Quality. Everyone loved him. Because he knew himself, Barry. If he had, he had found you on the spot a couple of weeks or whatever, mm. he would have lost you. Or a good chance he would have lost you. Yeah, he used it to advantage, didn't he? He had too much to play for. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. The quality of that. Mm. And, listen, the boys that are in the trenches with you as well get the benefit of a day out on, on your pocket. That's right. Quality. That's right. Great management, mate. Yeah. yeah. It really was. There's a ruthless side to him, though, as well, isn't there? Or honesty, as well, you could call it for season after. Yeah. You were absolutely. doing great, and all of a sudden he, he pulled you in on a coach, didn't he? Yeah, I think we're about maybe fourth, something like that, and we were on a good run, and we played down the hole on a Friday night. Um, on the way to the game, he pulled me to the front of the bus. I was captain as well at the time. And he said to us, uh, he said, listen, Skipper, he said, um, you've done everything so well for us. You've done your job what I wanted. Um, but now I've got, I've signed Nicky Emery. And Nicky was experienced in Premier League and he was a good player with Nicky. I'm a great lad as well. And I knew we were going to come, to be honest with you. He said, so, you know, you can, you can go, we'll pay you up what we owe you and find yourself a club. And that was on Friday night. So my brother was driven up to the game. I was shown. So I didn't watch the game. I was pissed off, obviously, as you would be. I drove home. I thought about it. And then I thought, well, you know, fair dues. He could have done what uh, what Neil Warnock tried to do with me as time went on after this and what Don Mackay did to me. But as a proper man, he told me to my face. And that's all, that's all you can ask for. Oh, yeah, ask for, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll be straight with you'll be straight with you. You'll be straight with him. It's as simple as that. Exactly. Yeah, we bang on, mate. He were. Little Law moved to South End for a few games then. Yeah. Yeah, that was a strange one. But that, that came up back of um, Neil Warnock at Berry, that. Did it? Um, oh, no, big point. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I went to South End first on loan. We then you went to Bury. We and then I went to Bury. But then I went back down South End, yeah. But yeah, it were... I didn't... I'll be honest with you, 
I just wanted to play football. Um, I didn't even think about trying. Again, I didn't have an agent, so I didn't try and get around anywhere. Um, but then, but then I just wanted to play football, and I did it. I went down there three days a week, came home, went back down, played football, came home, went back down on a Wednesday, Thursday, and that's how it was for the, only five or six games, something. So, Southend, a few games, little alone, then you found yourself back at Gig Lane. Yeah. Um, it manager would have been Stan. Stan Tarrant. Tarrant. Yeah, who did a brilliant job for them. Got two promotions. Can't knock what they did. I mean, this this actually came about uh, in Magaluf because many months before, it must have been end the previous season, <coughs> we were out there. I went out with Sheffield United with lads at Magaluf and Howard's uh, would had this bar. If he didn't own it, he used it every year. In his two years, in 23 years, I would in Magaluf. And anyone that went out there, next players, his football teams that went out, always met him in this bar. He always had a big, massive, big jug of punch. The crack were fierce. And um, we played, we we met, who were there? Berry were out there. Greengrass were out there. Stan Turnham were out there. I love this name. It's just great. And, uh, and, the, and the, well, Sam Ellis were then Stan Turnham's number two. So anyway, without me knowing, they they got together and they pretty much said that I'd become the variable. I didn't know this at the time. And so when the time came around, I ended up at Berry with Stan. Um, my first experience of Stan Turner was a practice game on gig, me at Middle at Park, next to Nicky Dawes and, and Lenny John Rose, rest his soul. Um, who were a, a great player, what yeah. an athlete and what a geezer. Um, so me, there were three of us in Middle of Park, Dean Carly were in goals, so they're hoofing it. Everything's getting hoofed. Bang, bang. And they got two promotions, I don't forget. So I've gone to Lenny. Next time it comes to Lenny, just get it down, give it to us, and we'll try and play a little bit. Now, I said, why not? He said, you won't have it. He said, all we do is hit corners. He said, that's how we do it. And I thought to myself, what have I signed into here? After we'd done what we'd done at Bolton and then Sheffield United, pure football. So, but it worked for them. Um, but straight away, me being me, I were probably 30 maybe then, something like that. Been there, seen it, done it, know it all and all that. And I didn't take to, you know, I didn't take to it. So I got ball and played it a couple of times and Stan top, stopped it play. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm just getting it down and playing a bit, Gaffer. He said, go and sit in stands. And what shall we do it? At 30. And he sat me in stands. And I had to watch for 40 minutes. Just going boom. Pushing in, closing in. Long ball. And I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do, but for me it was because I didn't want that sort of football. I wanted to play football. So it, we didn't really get on too well. I played a few games and then something else happened. And then he didn't play me that particular season. So last game of the season, we had to get a point down south somewhere. And he pulled me in on Friday, he said, I'm playing you tomorrow. And he said to me, if you don't pull your finger out, I'll take you off after two minutes. And he said that to me. Two he, minutes. He said, I'll take you off if need. Because he, he, he thought I were going to maybe toss it off because we have been threat like, but I'd never do that anyway. So, no. you know what I mean? It's, you don't do things like that. So anyway, that's what we went on. We got the results and with 10 minutes to go, he took me off and put me, sat me, sat me next to him on bench. And I thought, well, this is probably my last, last season here. And then I mean, said, he went on to Burnley. to Burnley, didn't he? And then it went from bad to worse. Which 
you had Mr. Warnock, didn't you? That's the worst. But it started off okay at first, didn't it? Or his first few conversations. Paddy, I'm a Sheffield lad. I'm a blade. My family's a blade. Getting on a bit in your career now. You know, I'm not going to play all the time, he said, but and, and I understood what he was saying. You know, I'm going to maybe help you through to becoming a coach, maybe, after you're playing football. <clears throat> Excuse me, after you finish playing. So I thought, brilliant. You know, I'll 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 play I'll play now and again have you, but I'll, at least he's given me a chance to make that next step, which I expected. And it soon became clear to me after probably half a dozen games that we weren't going to get on, because I was just some people you don't get on with, and I didn't get on with him. It um, took me all the way down to to Norwich or somewhere. Told me we were going to play me and put me on bench. So I didn't sit anywhere near him on bench. I sat down touchline in front of all the Norwich supporters for a game. And it was his way of trying to get me out. Managers back in them days, their ways of getting you out. And that was his way of trying to get rid of me because I had a decent bit of cash. But then we had a supporters meeting in club and stupidly, me being me, stood with supporters and chucked a question. What did you ask? I said, why Why don't we get it down and play more football instead of launching it all the time? Day after, on the way to Southend again. <laughs> 40 grand better off. Right. Did you? The PO? Wow. Wasn't a bad question, then, was it, really? Well, it well, didn't Please it? tell me this without green grass. Green grass again. Green grass. Um, yeah, new green grass. Yeah, so I sat down with him a couple of days after. Um, one, it won't speak to me. And uh, Teddy said to us, listen, he said, how much do you want? Because he doesn't want you anymore. He wants a way, he wants your way now. <clears throat> I said, well, what am I owed? And he chucked a number at me. And I went, I need more than that. I'm not going unless you pay me what I'm owed. He said, right, we'll give you 800 quid a week for a year then. Give me 800 quid a week for a year, tax free. And then, because it was the severance pay or whatever it were. And then... Uh, Next thing I know, I'm going my way back down to bloody South End, don't I? But never had an agent? Well, I, I did actually have an agent very briefly, and I think I, I didn't mention it before because I forgot about it, Paul Stratford. And it was it was Scott Sellers' agent. Yeah. Now, Scott went to follow me around a couple of clubs and, and got me booted out of a couple of clubs, Bolton being one of them. Scott Sellers were a class player, Premier League player, without a shadow of a doubt. Came to Blackburn, did the same thing. But then uh, we were good friends, and I said to Scott, I need an agent, Paul Stretford. So I didn't realise Paul Stretford was also the agent to Ronnie Whelan. Anyway, that's how I became a self-end player. Through, through, But then it didn't actually go through because Ronnie got the ball to the end of the season and I didn't actually sign the contract. So I, I just came back up north then. But um, I mean, Southend, Ronnie, Ronnie were a great gaffer. Again, all we did all there all day, we'd play football and play golf. So you were all right. It was like being on your holidays. It was the, the Liverpool influence. Yeah, big time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There was a chance of you signing for Burnley, wasn't there? Which is unthinkable, isn't it, being a Blackburn lad? But mm. there was a chance, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. It, it was... Um, I think it was... I can't... Oh, from when I was at Sheffield United. Uh, Adrian Heath, isn't she, who was always number two, took the job at Burnley. And uh, when I went back to Everton for his third spell, I think. So when she got me down, we played the season before. I got, I got an injury. I had my Achilles scraped out my, my second time of doing it. 
And we went down to Burnley and Inch said to me, come and play for us. Uh, he said, can you be fit for the beginning of the season? I said, well, yeah, I will be. So I had it done before. It's not a big thing. It's just a case of healing up and I'm, I'm away and running. So I went down and, and spoke to Inchy. He offered me decent money. It would have been my last decent contract. So I thought, well, I'll take it. I'm going to have to take it on chin because I'm going to, I'll get pillaged. I'll get slaughtered. Off Both sides, I would you say? More so Blackburn sides, yeah. And my plan was, I'll be honest with you, my plan was to go, my first game for Burnley, I was going to go and smash somebody and get sent off. That's the mentality. Yeah. Thinking that they might just go, you know, he's, he's here for us, like, you know. Anyway, Inch ended up going to um, Everton and then the deal got scrapped. But in the meantime, I had my picture taken with Burnley top on in Lancashire Telegraph which does obviously Blackburn and, and, and Burnley. Well, the phone started going that night and it went on for two or three nights and they were just like, you fucking blah, 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 you know, what are you doing signing for them lot? You've been your mates all your life, absolute joy. You, you, and I just thought, wow, I didn't think that much of it. But obviously, you know, I got a bit soft on it then. Them lads hadn't. Anyway, as it happens, fortunately, um, it, it fell through. And I went back to play for Sheffield United until I went on to Southend. Does it still get brought up every now and then? Occasionally. Does they? In fact, it only last year uh, on on WhatsApp, on, on this WhatsApp chat, we're having a crack with some lads, and somebody found the Burnley picture and it just came, ooh, yeah. I fucking caned. <laughs> I bet when it come up then, though, you laugh now, won't you? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Because I always remember as a kid, I mean, I remember going to Burnley... <clears throat> When I was a first year pro at Blackburn, I weren't involved and I went with lads on Longside and it was it were brilliant. It was bonkers, you know what I mean? We end up we end up getting a, a, in a hire van. We got a lift down to the game, but we had to get a lift home. So we jumped in this hire van off these lads who were Blackburn lads and they had no idea who I were. Because we were Darwin lads, they thought we were Burnley lads. But we jumped in the back of this van and we had to convince them that were Blackburn lads and they dropped us off at Blackburn um, train station we got a train back home to Darwin but to be part of that environment as a supporter as a player as well and watch the hatred between two it's massive don't it people don't understand this massive isn't it bloody no do you know I saw it first hand with Owen because obviously Owen's managed both clubs uh, yeah and I saw him getting it from both sides really oh, yeah and it, and it was yeah it, oh, it's, it's a big, big rivalry. It is huge. Brutal. It's brutal. huge. So, but I mean, they've got the, they're laughing at minutes, aren't they? Because they the Premier League, but only only for a few more months. Yeah, but they'd be cash rich when they come down. You would have thought, wouldn't you? Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. He's not always spent, has he? But uh, let's not say too much about them. Well, there's still a rivalry there. Yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> going to dip into the management side. Mm. Was it something? You know, coming towards the end of your career, was it something you'd set your heart on, looking at management, thinking that was going to prolong your career and it was something you were going to give a good go at? Yeah, I, I think so. And the, you know, it, it was Bruce that encouraged us to do that, weren't it? Bruce yeah. always encourages players to go and get a coaching bag, go and get something else when you finish playing. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm not back of that. We did my coaching badges, so I got my B licence, got, well, got my first one, then got my B licence. Uh, and then I really thought I had something to offer because my knowledge at game and managers I've been playing with was I had a lot to offer. What I didn't realise was you also had to have a certain sort of personality 
especially moving forward from when we played and getting into later times because you couldn't be a Stan Turner then. You can't be a Stan Turner now. You've got to deal with people differently. And so I, I really wanted to be a manager. I wanted to be a coach initially, but then I went up to Scarborough with Russell Slade as his, as his assistant manager, but I was still playing at the time, in 2002, I think it was. And then that's when I got my air licence. And then I thought to myself, well, I fancy being a manager. But then times have changed and I found myself being me. Instead of being a little bit, you know, understanding towards other people, I was I, I, I too angry. Old school. I, yeah, very much so. And not to the, not to the extent that I weren't a bully, but I, I used to, if people like part-time footballers, they didn't turn up for training. And then they tried to play on a Saturday and, and they didn't run. All I wanted to my place to do were work hard. That was it. Turn up for training and work hard. A mirror image of yourself. Yeah, just work hard. Graft. I weren't overly bothered about and being able to play, put 15, 20 passes together. I just wanted to have a, a shape in a team. We're going to play like this, but just give us your bollocks. Just give us your heart. If you do that, you'll be fine. And the lads who I didn't believe we weren't doing it, I used to lose my head. I used to go, I used to really, really come out with headaches. And that's why I stopped doing it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, I'm just not my personality. I, I can't, I look back now and I think to myself, you know, maybe I should have stuck to coaching rather than becoming a manager. Do you think it was a case of, I mean, there's more pressure, obviously, with being the manager because everything reflects back to you, doesn't it? I mean, mm. you're the one that picks the team. You're the one that's results-driven. Yeah. Do you think, would coaching would have been at much difference? Did you have the patience? Because you've played at a level and then you think, which maybe came easy for you, might not come as easy for them. Yeah, well, I, 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 I respected that and I didn't ask, as a coach... Tactically, I were more. I, I were interested in precision things, set pieces, and that we brought into us again with Bruce, set pieces, organisation, and that's what I love doing. You know, putting a corner on, doing set pieces. Right, you go here, you go there. We'll knock it here. You make this run. You make, and that's what I used. To, that was, I love that. I loved it. And then knowing your players, knowing that certain players can do certain things, and making them fit into that team, so we get the best out of them. So as a coach, I never got angry because I love doing that. I've got a, I've got a, a dossier at home. I bet it's that thick. We set pieces on and teams. I used to go home at night and I used to sit down and work out set pieces and work out where shape we're going to play, who we're playing against. So that's what I love doing. But then when I stepped into management, that was a big mistake because then I took too much on. Do you think the fact as well is, I mean, again, you've said it there, attention to detail, something you got from Bruce initially. Mm. It's hard. I've, I know I've done it myself and I'm speaking from mm. what I've went through as well with it. When you've got boys training Tuesdays and Thursdays, they've had they've been grafting all day. They yeah. come in at night and in your head you're thinking, right, I have to make this not enjoyable, but they've mm. got to get something out of it. Yeah. And do you have the time to walk through set pieces? Do you have the time to really put the attention to detail, yeah. knowing that Tuesday, Thursday, you've got the game Saturday, and you've got so many ideas and how you want to take it forward, but it's hard. Yeah. It's a thankless task at times. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I, again, I, I did. 
<clears throat> I, I sort of respected that eventually, knowing that obviously, because I, I got a job myself eventually, so I realised what it was all about. But then it's, you know, it was just a case of, I tried to make part-time football enjoyable by just playing football, but it was structured. It weren't just five-a-sides. It were like working on a shape of a team, but trying to make it enjoyable. Yeah. The the thing that really I couldn't cope with the fact that you didn't get a phone call that Jimmy weren't turning up or whoever, all you need because it just bugs everything up. If you're not going to turn up, let me know. I can sort it out accordingly. And you know me, I've always been a bit of a short-tempered sort of person, and, and I used to just bloody flick me sometimes. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that would it, you see. So it was easier as a coach at Accrington Stanley with, with Jimmy and John because that's what I was. I was a coach. So, and I got my opportunities to put sessions on. And that's what I really love doing. That's what I love doing because I didn't have to shout at people. You got something back from I them. got something back from it, yeah. John did all that and Jimmy did that and I did my little bit. So, yeah, but no, we never, never cut out to be a manager, just a coach. You went in at Lee RMI with Peter Nicholson, didn't you? Peter yeah. Nicholson helped you. Brilliant. Good, oh, top Brilliant. man. Yeah, top man. honestly. Well, again, and... I was, I was new into it, I was enthusiastic, and again, we did set pieces and we, and we'd up, we were organised. We were in conference back then, and, and you know, we had to do a lot of travelling, even though we were only doing two nights a week training, like you say. But Nico was such a, a shoulder to lean on. He's like, he's, Paddy, come here. You know, bear in mind, some of these lads are not full time, and he'd talk to you and he'd, he'd pull you down a bit. I, sometimes I flip at Nico. He'll tell you the same thing. I used to be like, fucking hell, Nick, that's not the point. They're not doing what they're told, or this or that. He said, yeah, but they're part-timers, and calm down. So he was the voice of reason. He was brilliant, yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I changed them at the end of that season for Phil Starbuck because I was looking at it going forward. Right. And I knew Starbuck wanted to get into it as well. And Starbuck come on board, and I let Nico go. And I said to Nico, Many times I said, I shouldn't have done that, I should have kept you. Um, not because Starby were bad, because I didn't have Nico, you know what I mean? Yeah, that soundboard, and you had that sort of safety net with that, Nico. Yeah, yeah. And the experience, he had a great eye for a player. Absolutely, yeah, and he knew it inside out, didn't he? So, but yeah, he were. So, yeah, we, you know, we did okay. I mean, we were unfortunate that that season I took over, me and Nico, we kept him in conference. Mm -hmm. We went down to, um, Somewhere out in Midlands, I can't think where it were now, but we had to win to stay up and we, we won one out. And to keep them up on a budget, which would by far and away less than any other team in that league, it was a massive achievement because we went from bottom to probably fourth bottom to finish. And then unfortunately, season after, the chairman pulled more money on us. Um, and then we were probably second bottom after about half a dozen games. And I just got pulled in and got told, that's it, you know. It? I said, fair enough. So the coaching part that you enjoyed, Accrington, mm. what what made you say that? Well, that's it. What what ended that? Well, Jimmy and John, they'd been at Accrington. I I should play for them in two thousand and one or two. One, before I went to Scarborough, I played for whichever way, whether come back maybe. I played for John and Jimmy, and they'd been there all that time. And then um, I went coaching with them. I loved it, but then they went to Port Vale as manager and coach. And I got recommended to take over uh, Accrington's manager, which really, looking back at it stupidly, I was going to take. But 
it got sorted out anyway because Paul Cook ended up going there right. with Liam uh, Richardson as his mm-hmm. assistant, which did me a favour really because it would have gone tits up how it would. So I finished there. Um, I had this business going on, the landscaping business. So that was going on in the meantime. Um, I was sort of juggling both jobs. And then I just thought to myself, enough's enough. You know, you've had 10, 11 years at it now. It ain't happening. Just concentrate on what you're doing. So I come off it, went on tools full time. Um, I had a little spell at Darwin um, in between that. A good mate of mine who, who owns Darwin, he, he had a bit of bother. And so before he returned back to Darwin, he asked me to look after the club for a little spell. Okay. So when it, when he when he returned back to Darwin, he, he took the reins back off me and uh, I said, that's me done. And I'll continue with me uh, landscaping. And it's doing all right, pal. Well, I was going to get to that now. What, what are you doing now? I mean, obviously uh, in business, being successful. Yeah, very much so. It's, it's, it, it's, I love it because it's outdoors. Everything's outdoors, you know. You take the rough with the, the good, with the bad, the rain, with the sun, and what have you. Um, well, it's a tough job with landscaping, groundworks. I've got me and my lad working with us. I've got lads who'll jump on board. I've done a bit of part-time work. I'm not not a big business, so I just just do what I need to do, and I love it. Cause it not only is it, it's like football. When you when you organise something and you look at it when it's the finished job, you think to yourself. That's all right, is that? And your customer says to you, what a great job. That's like Bruce saying to you, yeah. great game today, son. Didn't give ball away. Well, we put it up there, the landscaping business. Yeah. If you're looking for any landscaping business out there, this guy does a top job, by the way. I've seen it on Facebook, seen the all the finished yeah. pictures and everything else. Absolutely. Some of your work is stunning. It really is. Cheers. How oh, far is your travel, Mark? What's the travel for business? Um, we'll go anywhere, probably about 25 mile radius, something like that. I mean, I've done quite a bit of work around Bolton, but at the minute, there's that many houses being built around where I live, around Blackburn and Darwin. I'm, we're talking bloody untold amounts of houses. I mean, I there's a couple of thousand houses within a five mile radius yeah. being built. So we last sort of 12, 18 months, we've not really gone out of town as such, but we just go. If we need to go, we'll go, simple as that. 25 mile radius. Happy days. What I am going to say, we're not finished yet. We've got John's Rapid 15. We have. Ooh. Rapid 15, this party. Okay. It's uh, pretty much one word answers. Well, I don't. The majority of stuff anyway. If I can find it. Here we go. Oh, well, we're ready for giving it. Oh, we're on it there. You were. I know you were. Just <laughs> waiting to bag it again, John. Yeah, just waiting to pounce. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Party. Rapid 15. Uh, Rory McElroy or Tiger Woods? Tiger. Favourite golfing holiday destination? Villa Moura. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Favourite team? Blackburn. Nice one. Old or new Wembley? Old. First result do you look for on a Saturday? Blackburn. Obvious. Best stadium played in? Wembley. Thought you might say that. Burnden Park or the Tough Sheet Stadium? Burnden. Ronaldo or Messi? Messi. Lynx or Parkland Golf? Lynx. Managing or playing? Playing. Hole in one? Yes. Many? One. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite golf course played? 
Can't remember. Can't answer that one. Is that that many? No. I know, I know it'll be in the buggy with sun on my back with half a dozen beers in freezer. Nice You've enjoyed it anyway. Oh. Ryder Cup or the Open? Ryder Cup. Lowest score on a golf course? 71. Nice one. That concludes the Rapid 15 party. And I would just like to say thank you very much for being so honest and open. I thought you were fantastic. Cheers. Regarded you really highly as a player. You're no different as a person. Top man. Thanks, pal. Appreciate that. You certainly enjoyed it. Thanks for inviting us, lads. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Mile on that. Favourite one now. Yeah. Favourite one now. You just said honest. Just says what it was. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Top man. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.